One last thing before I quit, I never wanted any more than I can fit into my head. I still remember every single word you said and all the shit that somehow came along with it. Still, there's one thing that comforts me since I was always caged and now I'm free! It's going off with Rap Critic <coughs> and Muse. With that one new Samba going on there you had singing. <laughs> Dave Grohl does that whole thing in seemingly a single breath. <laughs> and I'm always amazed by it when I hear it because he's fucking screaming it. Like, more so than I was doing there. And I always wondered if they were like outtake reels. Because I want to hear him fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, the, the first time they did it, you know what I mean? Where it wasn't... It, oh, yeah. They weren't fully... He wasn't fully warmed up, you know? <laughs> like, you, you, want, you want proof that, that he is a man, right? Like, how did he just do that? <laughs> Got two albums that we're reviewing this week. Both mid-80s alternative pop, right. alternative rock We are not planning stuff. this, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, it, it's weird how this shit just kind of happens. We're gonna start with Warren Zevon Sentimental Hygiene requested by Snurd Burglar and RC, we talked a little bit last week about Warren Zevon. You had mentioned that there was a friend of yours who had been kind of going through Warren Zevon's things and I'd mentioned that I have a past listening to some of the older Warren Zevon albums and I admitted that Sentimental Hygiene was one I had uh, never listened to in full until uh, this week. Oh, and for those who don't know, uh, he is the man behind Ah Who London. Yeah. <laughs> it's really the only song of Warren Zevon's besides maybe Excitable Boy that gets radio play. Right. And Excitable Boy is just weird enough that they don't really play it for, for specific lyrics. If you know, you know. Mm. Um, but Werewolves of London, yeah. A <laughs> little bit of random trivia for you. After Warren Zevon passed away, um, one of... One of Warren Zevon's quotes about, like, because he knew he was dying for a minute and, like, he put together a final album with, like, a whole bunch of fucking friends. Very reminiscent of this album, but we'll get to that in a second. And he said, uh, as a word of advice to people, like, hey, you know, you're dying. Um, what would you say to those, you know, as a dying man? And his, his quote was, uh, enjoy every sandwich. <laughs> so... There's a tribute album called Enjoy Every Sandwich, and it's a tribute to Warren Zevon. Aww. The fucking most well-known track, Werewolves of London, <sighs> covered by Adam Sandler. <laughs> what? Get... <laughs> because he does the fucking noise, like, ow! <laughs> you just made me so... Uh, just blind flames on the side of my face. <laughs> God dang you, Adam Sandler, worming your way into my life in one way or another. <laughs> what I mentioned before about getting all your friends together on a cut, this album is star-fucking-studded, and the main backing band, your drum, guitar, all that, are the members of R.E.M. What? Wow. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that shit. And Warren eventually went on to create a supergroup with those same members called Hindu Love Gods. And what? it's like a blues rock thing. Oh. They put out like one album. And Michael Stipe, the lead singer of uh, R.E.M., does 
harmonies on one of the tracks later on. But for the first cut, Sentimental Hygiene, the title track, I feel like I might have been able to pick up on this if I didn't already see it and ruin it for myself. But this sounds very much like a Neil Young song, and that's because Neil Young is on guitar. <laughs> there are a few other ones, but we'll get to them as we get to them. Um, I'm, I'm just going to throw it over to you first of all. How did this album hit you? What did you think of uh, Sentimental Hygiene? <laughs> so, as someone like, I only knew Werewolves of London, a song that's like, it's fun and kind of like fun and silly, but the way it's written, like, you can tell this guy, like, does write songs, but this is, mm. like... It's in the vein of the type of, like, brand of writing that he has, but you know it's not exactly... Like, this is the novelty version of that, right? When you hear Werewolves of London, mm. right? Then I hear this album... It is a goofier cut. Yeah. yeah, and then I hear this album, and this is like... You know, it's not that it's, like, that off with the type of way that he writes, but there definitely is yeah. a lot, like, more going on. But still, at the same time, I gotta say... And maybe it's just because it's this album. Uh, you know, I, I think his career started like a little over a decade before this, right? So he's like in, mm. in the thick of it by 85, right? This is, I think, the sixth album for him, yeah. yeah this one kind of gave me, um, you know, those vibes, uh, 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 you know, George Harrison in the late 80s. I got my mind set on you. Where it's just oh, like, yeah. I know this is a respected singer-songwriter, and I know that for a fact, but... I don't know if this is necessarily it. I don't know if this track is necessarily it. You know, as uh, <laughs> as someone who has prior experience with Warren Zevon, I will tell you this is not it. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm not crazy. See, there's always that middle thing where I'm like, oh, but I don't know rock like that, so maybe this is like the super respected best album from his discography, and I'm a hater. You know, like <laughs> so. Obviously, it all comes down to preference, and music is subjective, and whatnot. But for me personally, I don't think it gets much better than his first two albums produced by Jackson Brown. They're more singer-songwriter-y. His humor is a bit more biting. Um, it's dark. It's, um... Some of the songs are, like, legitimately heartfelt and, like, really fucking hit you. And it's like, oh, man, this is a fucking bummer. But then you get to this album, and I'm just going to skip ahead to a couple songs on here, like Reconsider Me mm -hmm. and The Heartache, mm. for me, are just like forgettable 80s pop rock that <laughs> it could be anybody. Damn. Like, they have no personality, no, besides the vocals... At, like, especially Reconsider Me, not a fan of Warren Zevon oh, trying to hit high notes on that one. Yeah. <laughs> See, no. that's the thing. Like, God. I was actually about to give him some love on the heartache. I actually thought that was, like, okay. you're, you're right, it, it does fit into the sound of the, right, you know, that, that more tuned down, soft rock, you know what I'm saying, sound of the 80s. We all know what it is, you know, when when, when the uh, record label people figured out what, what kept people from uh, changing the channel the most, right? You know, when yep. they figured all that shit. So, you know, you hear that in there, but I actually felt like, you know, like he was at least able to put you in the moment with the heartache. With, um... Reconsider me for the songs that I'd heard up to that point where it's just like, oh, he's known for like a level of writing and maybe it's not like great, but like you still want to listen to hear what's happening. And this one was so like light on what like actually, you know, illustrating what's happening. And it was so just kind of like, oh, that hook is really cool with the way it kind of plays with the time. But that's essentially it. And it's like, 
Oh, was that all? There are honestly only a couple favorites on this album for me. Um, highest rated cut for me would be The Factory. Yep, yep. Um, with Bob Dylan on harmonica ah! on that one. <laughs> See, it's all making sense. <laughs> also a big fan of um, Bad Karma, Even a Dog Can Shake Hands. And to a, a slightly lesser extent, the opening cut. And I'm only going to say to a lesser extent because mm. I don't exactly know what sentimental hygiene right. means. <laughs> and I don't know if I have to know or if it's important. Like, is it, but, is, is it one of those things where it's just like, it's just, it's just what would mean self-care now, but they just didn't have oh. the word for that back then? Like, you know? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> it's what the world needs now is some sentimental hygiene. Like, okay. Like, what? Huh? <laughs> like, oh, you know, like, you know how hygiene, like, to take care of your body, but, like, sentimental hygiene, so, like, to take care of people's souls. But it's just, like, that weirdly slightly overwritten thing, you know? <laughs> and, and the way he keeps repeating it, like, oh, this is going to be the fucking phrase of the year. Sentimental hygiene, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it doesn't really click. Yeah. But musically, this song fucking rules. Like, fucking Neil Young is killing it on guitar. He gets a couple instrumental breaks in between. And, yes, oof, yes. Fucking awesome. Right, those are great. Uh, then, from there, though, we get Boom Boom Mancini. Hurry home early, hurry on home. Boom Boom Mancini's fighting Bobby Chacon. We're gonna repeat that a lot, so... So, Warren Zevon, per, close personal friends with Ray Boom Boom Mancini, writing a song. So I saw, yeah. It's only mentioned very briefly in yes! this song, but you would imagine that that's what the whole song would be about. Yeah. That, that Mancini got in a fight with Dooku Kim in the early 80s, um, and after going 14 rounds... Five days after the fight, uh, Dooku Kim, unfortunately, tragically, passed away. But, as I learned from a video, the widow and son of Dooku Kim have since uh, forgiven and spoken with Mancini, and everything's okay, you know, they understand that that shit just kind of happens, but right. what happened here changed boxing forever, and I wouldn't have known this, because I don't give a fuck about boxing, but... <laughs> This is why we went to 12 rounds as a maximum, because of this, because uh. someone fucking died. <laughs> and I don't know if people necessarily want me to review this album in the context of his discography, but I can't help it. But I've heard him write better songs is the thing. I, and I can get that as someone who's, like, not even, like, heard that much, right? Because, like, with this one, like you said, like, I looked up the info about it. And it's like, oh, it's specifically about that thing. But it's not even mentioned until, like, verse four. And even in the hook, it's not like he brings that up, even though that's the most important part. He's talking about fighting Bobby Chacone. I don't know why those two lines make up the entire chorus that just repeat so fucking much. I don't know. Yeah, and it's like, you gotta know, boom, boom, Mancini. Like, that just doesn't roll off the tongue as a hook, you know? So that one is kind of middle of the road for me. But the fucking factory. Jesus see, Christ. This is what I really like the kind of angry, bitter uh, social mm. commentary we get. Especially at the very end. Yes. Where 
It goes, goes into rails. kicking asbestos in the factory, Whoa. punching out Chrysler's in the factory, <laughs> breathing that plastic in the factory, making polyvinyl chloride in the factory. And, the, and he starts thinking even more unhinged each time. Like, you know, the song starts off being like, yeah, I'm a union man and I got a job and everything's okay. And then it's just like slowly realizing that like, oh God, I'm dying over capitalism. I really like the spirited vocals from Zevon. Like he's putting his fucking all into this one. And he doesn't do that a lot on this album, unfortunately. It's only like this and maybe one other song where he's really, like, fucking putting his heart into it. And it's the shortest track on the album. Like, fuck me. It's not even three minutes. And both of the songs you brought up were songs that were just like, this feels like what he would be known for. Like, in my, like I immediately yeah. got that. And so when you bring it up to the album, it's like, oh, yeah, he's known for da 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 Because the rest of the song, they felt like warmed over, um... What, what you call it? Uh, uh, George Harrison, like, late late 80s song. You know, dude who used to be respected in the, you know, 70s and shit, but going into his 80s and, like, I don't know if it's, like, still writing in a certain way that's just kind of, like, past now. Because, like, some of these songs I listen to, it's just like, hmm, if this came out in the early 70s, I could see this being a passable radio song. So something feels very, like, not finished about this, but, you know, there's that level of, like, but this is the respected artist from such and such time, so don't question them, you know? But it's just like, but is this the best, though, you know? I got a much more of a Randy Newman Vibe, another one of Zivon's uh, contemporaries, and this this feels weird as if someone hasn't uh, uh, you know seen our episode on Randy Newton. But I think you give uh, uh, I think you give Warren Zivon here too much credit, honestly. <laughs> on this album, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think they I th- I want to say they worked together at some point. They had to it have. Feels right. <laughs> the the songs I liked the least, Heartache and Reconsider Me. If those were sung by Randy Newman, I think I would have liked him more because he has that more fucking droopy dog energy. Yeah. You know? He and Zivon, I like when he's really putting his fucking heart into it. So when he's giving you, like, top 40 contemporary radio vibe, it's just, like, wasted potential for me. The one I felt the most about was Trouble Waiting to Happen. That was the one where I had first written it down. Like, yo, this got big late 80s George Harrison energy. Like, yeah, I can see that for sure. You know what's funny about that one, too? Brian Setzer of Stray Cats is playing lead guitar on that one, and you can't fucking tell because it's a piano-focused track, and, like, I don't think he gets any guitar solos, so... What's the fucking point? And it's just like the trouble waiting to happen. One lyric about something that it's trouble waiting to happen. Yeah. And it like just keeps doing that. And that's why I was getting that like, I got my mind <laughs> This song is just six words. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, did you have anything else? I thought it was catchy, but it didn't go anywhere. That's like, what I mean. Yeah. Like trouble's it's... waiting to happen. What's the trouble? When does it happen? Yeah. And like with a song like this, it's like, you know, at least with you know it's got the hokey little part at the beginning but like it goes in it digs in something happens you know what i mean like that that's how a lot of these songs do work where you're just like oh it's a fun little beat right here oh but then we get in the verses and something different cracks it up you know like something's happening there but it was just like Oh, we're just going to stay on one this whole time? Like, you know? So what you're saying here is Warren Zevon could have used random reggae interjections. Uh. What does it matter to 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I love reading about that. Someone was like, hey, Paul, why is there a random <laughs> reggae break in your fucking James Bond song? And it's like, I don't know. We listened to a lot of reggae at the time, so we just wanted to put it in there. I'm a fucking Beatle. I can do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> and that was just the thing. And people just went, okay. <laughs> like the, the late 70s, early 80s, like so much like, you know, of course, what was... uh. You know, the British rockers at the top, like, they were taking so much from, like, Jamaican, you know, artists. Oh, and stuff yeah. Like that. And, you know, it's kind of funny, like, like that the taking from Jamaican artists kind of butted off for white musicians into, like, what the 80s rock sounded like, uh, the 80s rock sound sounded like, and with black musicians with hip-hop. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like, yeah. we both just took from Jamaica and just sprung into these two different things. <laughs> but, yeah, what, what else happens? Uh, Detox Mansion... That one at least... Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. one rocks a little bit, but it totally... You totally get... Like, I still get those George Harrison vibes, but this at least feels like, oh, but he's actually writing about something that he's going through, which is, you know, older rocker men hanging out in the, uh, in the you know, the methadone clinic or what have you. You know what I'm saying? Like... I feel like... I feel like we got a very similar song like this. Like, about, like, drug use and whatever, but it was darker and it was more witty... And not just, hey, me and Liza Minnelli right. are hanging out. And that's, like, that's it. Like, I like the instrumental on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, the instrumental rock. And I always like Warren Zevon singing. And it's got a little bit of dry humor, but, like, yeah. not enough for me. And especially if it's an autobiographical, like, you're singing about an actual thing, I kind of expect more details. Mm-hmm. Or, like... I don't know. It just felt kind of like it just didn't go anywhere. Yeah, that that you were describing so many of these songs with just that sentence. Like, there's an idea. It just they just don't go anywhere. Yeah, it's just like oh, I mean, like you, you like even a dog can shake hands, and I like I liked it for its energy. But even then, as yeah. I'm thinking about the lyrics, like I'm trying to think, like, so what's this song about now? That one was about like the record industry. Yeah, but like it's so like silly and goofy with the lyrics. Like you know, uh, I mean, I did like the gravel in his voice at that one point where he goes like, "Don't lose your head, you'll end up dead. We'll be living in the valley someday." Hey, <laughs> like there's a but it was just so like the I w- as I was listening to the song like I could so picture the late '80s MTV music video with the uh, with the uh, uh, you know cheesy uh, fish islands and the really foggy cinematography with the huge dog putting its paw up to the camera. Even the dog could take hands. You know, you know what's funny? Like, what is this? When I was on Genius, I kept seeing that there were music videos for the songs, and I was like, I don't need to see those. Uh, <laughs> that's not gonna... I feel like I'd be very, yeah. very embarrassed, and I'd feel very bad for war- for Warren if I saw those. I don't need to see those. Yeah. Um. So let's just fucking... Let's quit dancing around it. Let's... Can we just fucking talk... About leave my monkey alone and what the fuck this is doing here what and what this world? is. <laughs> what are you doing? Stop. <laughs> I have very mixed emotions on this one. Like, I love certain aspects of it. Like, you've got Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers oh, doing some so? really sick guitar on there. Okay. You've got two fucking members of Parliament who shine Ooh. like. On the second half, Jesus, what? When Warren just kind of like sits back, and you just hear like other voices just kind of like doing that like 
funkadelic chanting, and uh, it's like, uh, and it gets super funky towards the end. See, okay. That's like when Parliament, like, kick Warren out of the studio for a few minutes. <laughs> but And just, like, really decide to take over. Yeah, I don't, as soon as I saw, as soon as I saw this album is known for its leading single, Reconsider Me, and its dance cut. Leave my monkey alone. Oh, I just went, oh, is that so? Oh, oh, oh. A dance cut from Warren Zevon. You don't say. Oh, got the ladies on the floor. <laughs> yeah, I don't, um... <laughs> this song, this beat, it's so, like, everything else so sounds like, you know, respected singer-songwriter. Maybe he's, you know, n- not do, and maybe he's not at his best, but, you know, this, this is what he's known for. If you're here for the ride, you're here for the ride. And then you get to leave my monkey alone, which is so the hey fellow kids, I can make the uh, I can make the sophisticated pop song too. You know, I can I can do the never gonna give you up, never gonna let you down. You know, I could I could get that uh, those two motherfuckers who made those really serious like not not serious but like super in your face beats. You know, I can do that too. I can I can get my shock the monkey. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> I can get my what's that fucking Phil Collins song? You know. Uh, f- fucking Peter Gabriel, yeah. Coming down, like, or whatever the fuck. You know those songs where, yeah, you know exactly the beat I'm talking about, though, right? Where it's just, like, that oh, really yeah. heavy energy, that sledgehammer, you know, like, it's just so trying to capture that, but you're just so immediately struck with the, leave my monkey alone, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, you just need to, like, tune out Warren, unfortunately, for this, because musically, I really dig what they're going for here, like... They go in a lot of really weird directions. It is and very experimental. Very, very. And let's leave it for the very end of the album. Like, almost like we're ashamed of it. Like, if if people sit through the album and they want to hear this, they can. But we're not going to force anybody to if they don't want to. Right, you could pick the uh, needle up from the groove by now. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, and I was listening to it, I'm like trying to figure out what's happening, because I think they start speaking like Swahili at some point, I'm like... So, like, is this supposed to be about, like, apartheid in South Africa? Is that what's happening? Like... Oh, please. Not with this. Uh, yeah, you can't, like, it's like... <laughs> you can't have the serious message with a song that sounds like this. It's too much happening. Yeah. Maybe it's supposed to be, like, from the perspective of the apartheiders? I, I don't... I didn't know. I, I, I'll just say this. I'd rather listen to Beds Are Burning by uh, that Australian band. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, Midnight try- Oil. Yeah, exactly. If you're trying to do that commentary, but have that energy for the track, you know, that 80s energy, you know. I ended up with a three and a half. I imagine yours is considerably lower than that. <laughs> I actually gave it a three. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Like, it's this not- is so bad. Yeah, it's so awful, awful. Like, he's clearly, like, a very talented person, but... There's just yeah. so many moments more than that where it's like, uh, this needed to go back in the oven for just a few more minutes. Moving on to another surprise request. We've got Hounds of Love by your girl, Kate Bush. Yeah, Kate Bush. With the, uh, the leading single and the first track on here, at least for a minute, was a popular sound on TikTok. I don't necessarily know if it still is. And that's the thing. This is one of those songs. Like, the first song, I was like, I don't know if this song is just so good. Like, I'm immediately, upon hearing it the first time, just going like, oh, this is my, I love this song now. Or if it's just like, I had heard this song before and didn't remember where. And I'm having that like, whoa, it sounds so good. And of course I like the song because I remember it from the, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just so trying to figure out, like, which one it is. Because I feel like I've heard this before. 
and what's interesting going into the rest of this album, though, is while I was uh, listening, I was like, wait, what year did this come out again? Yeah, that's what I thought you were going to say. Because, holy shit, holy this album is, like, shit. oddly timeless. This does not, right off the bat, sound like it's from the mid-80s. No. This is very much ahead of its time, um, in a lot of ways. Like, with that big, cavernous sound that it has throughout some of these tracks, yeah. it sounds like someone from now times trying to imitate the 80s but like with the technology they have now and the and the things that you can do to really make it clear and pop but that but like they're doing it so well back then that you're just like no fucking like it feels like a tribute like an updated tribute but like no this is just how good this sounds and i'm just like I, my top was being blown back because i'm just thinking like hey it, uh uh is she contemporaries of florence and the machine oh Oh, this chick was, oh, and I had that moment of like, yo, I remember Big Boy. I always remember Big Boy was talking about like, uh, back in the day, oh. people always talk about like, you know, influence and stuff like that. I remember Big Boy saying that one of his uh, favorites was Kate Bush. And I remember that throwing a lot wow. of like indie heads off like, whoa, like, you know, the cool uh, pimp, you know what I'm saying? Uh, pimp and, you know, alligator shoes yeah. wearing dude is listening to Kate Bush like, what? But then, like, go back to it, it's like, nah, you see the fuck why, because this is just good shit. <laughs> this is just... I was gonna say this sounds like a shit. lost Florence Welsh, Florence and the Machine album. It's, it's It out. has that exact same energy, and you see where... You see where the, where the, the songstresses of today fucking get it. Like, yeah. they're trying to right. do something this good. Yeah. Like, this is the bar. Yeah. This is where... This is where people are striving to be at, I think. I thought this was like a fresh-faced person being super experimental at the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, fucking sh showing, you know, a fucking young upstart, right? Like, doing things a little differently. And, you know, we're listening. Like, it was just so funny that, like, you know, we're listening to the to an album from, you know, what I thought was, you know, a veteran in the music game. Like, ah, maybe, you know, a little a little luster has gotten off of the, uh, gotten off of the mm. star there, there a bit. And then you hear this woman who's just like, I thought this might have been, like, her first album and she'd been working on this for, like, a decade or some shit. You know, like, because that's what you have to do to make this shit sound as good as it is. And it's like, holy shit. Like, and that's how, you know, like, we're not being biased here with our sounds, right? Like, oh, these are just older right. albums and, you know, hey, you know, you just gotta take it with a... No, this shit sounds so fucking fresh and that Warren Zebon album sounds so fucking last year. Like... Very stale. <laughs> even in yeah. the 80s, I'd be like, bro, this is last year. <laughs> this Kate Bush had been making art rock albums since 78. But this is, um, I would probably have to say the most well-known album, because I think Running Up That Hill is the one, or at least is one of the tracks that people equate Kate Bush with right off the bat, one of her most well-known songs. So for this to be 85, and God, so, like I said, timeless tracks on here, um, with... God, I don't even know where to start. Yeah, what do we even We've got a say? whole second half of this album that is just one continuous, oh my like, God. mini concept album. Like, like it's like, uh, it's like you're listening to the first album, you're like, this is incredible, and then she's like, oh, I'm not done with you yet. <laughs> I'm not done blowing your brains yet. I'm about to use a whole bunch of fucking, you know, um, um, what is it? Fucking movie clips and sound effects. The type of production shit motherfuckers wouldn't do until the 90s. Like, what yeah. the fuck? Like, she sampled, she sampled a movie at one point. <laughs> That's what makes it feel very timeless, yeah. is the movie clips and the samples. That was just like, whoa, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> yeah. 
have a Wu-Tang production is going on here. <laughs> uh, we said Florence Welsh before. Listening to Running Up That Hill, A Deal With God, I wrote down, uh, Lady Gaga gets compared to Madonna a lot, mm. but I see Gaga influence mm-hmm. on this cut, mm-hmm. for sure. At least maybe modern Gaga, like the more, like, maybe not so abstract. I mean, I think her earlier stuff is like, like, okay, let's admit it, she ate, you know, a couple of Madonna joints. But, like, I do feel like she is more than that, and she has a lot more musically than that. And, and yeah, I feel like it's closer into this artistic vein rather than just copycatting Madonna. As great of a song as Running Up That Hill is, it's fucking iconic, right? I, I don't mean to... I'm just going to set this off to the side real quick, Hounds of Love, because I need to skip over here and put a blue ribbon on the big sky. Oh, my What the God. fuck, dude? Every time. The fucking bass on this song? <laughs> the bass guitar just... Boom, boom, boom. In your fucking face, bass. Man. The instrumental Please goes so fucking face. dumb. <laughs> and she's just screaming and screeching at one point. The song fucking rules. Oh, God. The first, it's just like, you hear the first track, and you're like, oh my god, this is great. And then you hear the second track, and you're like, oh, this is just the quality I'm going to expect. And then you get to the big sky, and you're just wide-eyed and just, like, swaying along to the music. And just like, you know, just, you know, take my hand, I trust you, you're just going to guide me on this whole adventure. I'm just going to turn my brain off and let you take me where you want to. You know, like, holy shit. <laughs> oh, and the part, holy shit. And just when I was just like, I was already giving the song, like, a six out of five, right? Like, this is just quite <laughs> awesome. And then there's, like, so, you know, in the musicality of the song, you really do feel like you're fucking amongst the clouds. You hear the those cutting chest that sound like you're like cutting through you know clouds and shit like that and then you hear this one lyric she goes like oh pause for the jet and you hear a fucking jet fly and you're like you son of a bitch (laughs) (laughs) you motherfucker you couldn't you had to do it i really felt like i had to fucking duck a little bit just like oh watch out (laughs) (laughs) holy fucking shit like fucking fucking 3D in music form this goddamn song. Yeah! 80s 3D was realized in music. <laughs> what the fuck? Holy Christ this song. And oh, in the ending where she's like, tell me sisters and they start singing, rolling over like a great big clap, fucking out in the big sky. Oh my god, oh. I could have heard that outro forever. That could have yeah. gone on forever. <laughs> that was like, so this? fucking good. I was like, is this what heaven sounds like? <laughs> <laughs> Holy Christ. I feel like I liked the first side more than the second side. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I think it's only because the first side gave you so many different ideas. And with the second side, it's just this one concept. Yeah, things are leading into each other, so it feels like a a package unto itself, right? Now... I do think that the second side has some very, very standout cuts. Like, another (laughs) track... I know we're jumping around here. (laughs) But Waking the Witch... Man. (sighs) Ahead... When you... When I say ahead of their time... You guys, what the fuck? You guys don't know. You, y- y'all don't hear me. Though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> People weren't <laughs> making songs like this. Like <laughs> they really weren't. Like <laughs> holy shit. God. <laughs> like do we even like this? Really, you, the listener, right now. Yes, you. I'm talking to you. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, you haven't heard this album, and you're like, oh, it sure is fun hearing them talk about this music, you know, and, you know, maybe I might li- not listen to it some, but it's just fun to hear the conversation. No, you need to be rewarded by pausing this. Like, hearing the exasperatedness with which we are, like, trying to describe this track and trying to do justice to this track. And yeah. then just pause and go listen to it, and then come back, and then just hear us here saying... Yeah, you, you get what we meant. <laughs> like, what, what, what else do you really want us to say? <laughs> what more can I say? It's <laughs> like, sweet Christ. Different people are like trying to wake her up. And at first it sounds like, hey, you know, wake up. Hey, you know, da da da. And it's like, it's, you know, you hear like a British person, like Irish person. Like, you know, it's just different sounding people. Like, hey, wake up. And then eventually it just starts getting darker and darker. Like, hey, don't you see the light? Get up. Don't you see it? And it's just like, holy fucking shit. I'm like, wake up, wake up. <laughs> Where so, this is, wake up. Just copied and pasted from fucking genius here. The second half is subtitled The Ninth Wave. And The Ninth Wave, described by Kate Bush, is being about a person who is alone in the water for the night. It's it's about their past, present, and future uh, coming to keep them awake, to keep them from drowning, to stop them from going to sleep until the morning comes. So, with And Dream of Sheep being the first track of the second uh, second side, is the most literal of the suite, introducing the narrator who is lost at sea. The song is comprised only of Kate's signature voice and soft piano, punctuated by various samples and sound effects, highlighting key moments in the lyrics. Sea whistles and acoustic guitars appeared towards the end. And the, then, yeah, then we get, like, the sound of, like, helicopters trying to rescue this person and just be like, like... Just calling out. It's just, like you said. This music is fucking cinematic. (laughs) Like. 100%. That is the best way to, that's the word for it. It is cinematic. Holy shit. Like, like, and we, we reviewed, you know what I'm saying? Um, I wish you were here. You know what I'm saying? Pink Floyd cats, you know, and, and like, those are great albums too, but this so feels like the next evolution of just like what you can do with music. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, shit. Man. It really is on a whole nother level. It's, it's, oh. it's, it's, it's sickening. It's disgusting. How ahead of its time this is. How dare you make music this good? <laughs> I'm offended at no. how good this album is. Fuck this up. <laughs> we have outliers here, like Mother Stands for Comfort. A song about, um, about a mother who is, like, covering for and hiding her child who has just committed a murder like I, like don't worry i've got this in song form and <sighs> goddamn the sounds of like glass shattering oh, and man. gunshots in oh my this instrumental is so fucking sick so dope this is what i'm talking about yet you hear the glass shattering and then you hear like something else starts cracking but then you hear the cracking start to become part of the beat in this weird way and uh, like while it's happening you hear this hypnotizing melody and then and then you hear like the bass it hits in this really hard way at first where it sounds like another sound effect but then it like it kind of pulls back and you hear the melody yeah. and you're like where the fuck are you taking me in this music right now <laughs> oh my god man i i don't 
because <laughs> that because you say like which part of the album you know is is more enjoyable mm. and like for me like i was enjoying more of the second album because you know it's so pulling Ooh, oh my god yeah. how do you get to the ice song Ooh, that was my favorite joint in the whole show. Oh. Man, I think it was like the shortest fucking one. But goddamn, the way it fucking illustrates that moment. But then when I hear it, like, rem- rem- am reminded of, like, the, yeah. the the mood that Mother Stands for Comfort puts you in. You know, like, just that, like, oh, yes, it's comfort. Like, this should be happy. And it's like, but I'm covering for my son who's doing this awful thing. And it's just like that weird headspace you have to be in, as so many mothers have to be in, right? You know, like, when their, you know, kid turns out to be a killer. You know what I mean? It's just like, ah, I don't want to feel this moment right now. <laughs> when my son turns out to be an asshole, you know, that type of fucking, <laughs> like, oh, I, like, I don't have kids, but I just can't imagine, man. <laughs> I just be like, we did all we could. And then because of some factor out in the right. world that, you know, interacted, or I don't know, maybe we fucked up. <laughs> like, you know, maybe we didn't <laughs> enough times. And he was just like, you know what? Ah, fuck it. <laughs> and it's just like, and then we got to be like, yeah, oh, oh. Boy, I, I remember changing his diapers. Like, <laughs> You know, like, uh, I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't, so, I couldn't imagine being in that moment. Man, just other <laughs> notes I've got here. Fucking bagpipes on man. Jig of Life. Fucking A, man. <laughs> How fucking creepy Hello Earth was. Ooh, God This damn. album is, it's inconsistent, but in a, like, keeps you on your toes, always something fresh kind of way. Mm. Like, and I, yeah, I fucked, I fuck with this album really hard. I dug this a lot. Fucking cloud bursting. Also, I don't know. Mm. Fucking awesome. Just feels like positivity out the ass. Like, just the hook. Yeah. Uh, uh, but every time it rains, you're here in my head like, uh, like the sun coming out. Ooh, I just know that something good is going to happen. I don't know when, but just saying it can even make it happen. And like, just the, the energy, the positive energy with which he said that. It was like, I've never heard someone make, like, the personification of happiness that wasn't like a pop song you know what i'm saying like yeah you know this isn't just like a mr blue sky you know funny even though that i mean yellow's awesome in their own right you know but you know what i'm trying <laughs> to say like like this injected the emotion of happiness into me like <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean which is how fucking I get you. positive it sounded you know like it felt real and authentic oh and the soft sense and the puffing cellos underneath where you could feel like you're like mm. fucking sailing over the clouds through the fucking musicality Oh my god, this goddamn album. What what else is there to fucking say? I'm definitely looking forward to checking out the rest of the discography for sure. Yeah, like straight up. Like, <laughs> if this is the fucking pinnacle, or maybe it's not. Maybe it's just the one that most people know. Maybe there's better ones. See, and that, I don't know. See, that's the thing. Like, when we got to the end of the Born Zivon album, I was like, hey, you know, maybe there's more respectable stuff, but eh, I'm not necessarily feeling motivated through the music I'm listening to. With this, like... <sighs> and that's such a shame, too, because those first two albums are so good. Like, yeah, I hate that this could potentially turn people off, because fuck, man. Those first two albums are really good, but I understand, because this one's just not. Yeah, but as I hear this, I'm like, I might be listening to another album right after we finish recording this. Like, yeah. I, I, I need more. <laughs> it beckons me. <laughs> but yeah, then you get uh, Dream of Sheep. Oh, and the way the outro for this fucking, the way the lyrics set it up, 
She's like, ooh, the breath is warm and they smell like sleep. And they say they take me home like poppies, heavy with seed. They take me deeper and deeper. And then at least, and like, you know, the first time I listened to it, it was like nothing. I was like, oh, that's how the way the song is. Ooh, that's really creepy. But then as I like had come back listening to it the second time and then looked at the next track, I went, the next track is under ice. Like, oh, this is a fucking concept. This motherfucker, this. Because <laughs> this track, like I said, is my favorite one. And there's like, the track is about like, you know, being under like water under like, you know, in the middle of winter when, like, the, the there's the layer of ice that's frozen over the lake. You know what I'm saying? And being underneath yeah. that. And then, like, just how you hear the lyrics were, were uh, you know, you hear it saying, there's something moving under, under the ice, moving under the ice, through the water, trying to. And then you hear in the background, it's me. Get out of the cold water. It's me. Something. It's me. Oh. Someone help them. It was just like, holy oh, God. shit. <laughs> Like, the way you could just see, like, the bubbles coming up to the ice, you know, and the banging, like, yeah. it's me! <laughs> and, like, like her, like, you know, like, when you're in shock of something, you don't realize what's happening. It felt like her coming to the realization that, that she is in this moment. You know, like, after that shock happening, you're like, oh my god, this is insane, look at this person underneath the ice, that's crazy, and wait it's me <laughs> you know like that like, what, what is that psychological thing where you're just like you're so freaked out by something that you like pull yourself out of the moment and so it's like you're looking at the moment and you don't feel like you're in it you know what i'm saying oh yeah it's like an outer body like or like you dissociate yeah and so it's like her like having that moment of like oh my god i'm in this terrifying thing right now oh. <laughs> and it's oh lord and, and then for yeah. go into waking the witch what what? And we told you about how that fucking track starts. Ah, oh, it's just yeah. madness. <laughs> you hear the bells, the, the the singing in Latin, and the cut-up singing. Where did you hear, like, the... Yeah. Again, these sound like... The, like, I didn't hear that in a song until at least, like, the 90s, 2000s. Like, yeah. no one was doing that type of shit where it, like, so integrated into it, too, right? It's not like we're just like... Oh, you know how sometimes you'll hear your 80 songs and you're like, oh, here's this little trick that we that we thought to do. And it's like, oh, that's oh, a little yeah. trick that you kind of hear. Maybe later on people will do that better. But like, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, owner of a broken heart, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, they do the little drums. Oh, look. Like, <laughs> yeah. cool? like, isn't this something cool that Michael Jackson would do something way better with later? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but it's like, with this, it's like you just hear, like, all of the technology and the intelligence and the musical writing, it just all fucking converged into this incredibleness oh man like even the track watching you without me which is like like i wouldn't even say like it's just the one that impacted the least like which isn't fair among this, all of these other tracks uh, i didn't give anything below a three you know like i really liked the vocal glitches in watching you without me it was one of my lower rated cuts but still like i I liked every single cut on here. Like, the, it really is no skips, like, for real. And even, even with this being, like, the one, like, uh, yeah, that was the least of me. Like, I still had that moment, like, halfway through the track. Like, I remember being like, oh, this doesn't hit me as much. And then halfway through, you hear the background vocals and how they, like, harmonize. And you hear the little yeah. whoop, whoop in the background as it's happening. It just feels like someone's just, like, pulling you into the sands of this, like, moment. Uh, I don't know how to fucking describe it. It's just fucking incredible. Uh, yeah. It's like even that song, and then you get the fucking jig of life because this is what I want to say. Oh my god, the three-part fucking song where it like it starts off like a normal joint, and then like 
about a third of the way through, it switches into like a legit Irish jig. And he's like, what yeah. the fuck is going on? And why the fuck is my upper body is straight and stiff and my lower body is dancing around just in the looking, you know what I mean? <laughs> You're fucking river dancing. Oh yeah, I was fucking feeling it. I, holy shit. And then the third part where it's just like, oh my God, it's too much. <laughs> And it just, like, slows down, but it still has that, like, Irish jig, but it's just, like, heavier. And then you're just hearing this guy, like, doing this spoken word, and you're just like, oh. I, I don't know what's happening, but it's just describing things that my brain just can't comprehend. <laughs> yeah. Holy lord. Uh, oh, man. I honestly, like, I, I'm at a loss, honestly. Like, we've said so <laughs> much about this, and I honestly, like... Because after all this, like, I, I ended up giving it a four, which is going to oh, sound, piss like, on you. criminal. <laughs> but it, <laughs> but I, it still is, like, one of the strongest recommendations I could give in a while. Like, everyone needs to hear this, and I'm annoyed it took me so long to hear right. it. Like, there's no excuse. I have no idea how I went this long without hearing this one. Oh man, I, I got it. It's so fucking good. Yeah, I got to give this one the the glittering five out of five. My, I, I got to give it the five, my friend. The oh my lord, hello Earth, what, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that the, the drone that happens halfway. Like, well, it doesn't happen. Like it kind of comes back as a motif throughout the track, and it's like where it's just like like very little other stuff happening. You're just hearing like. The, 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 uh, the, not, not necessarily even like a drone because like they're harmonizing and doing a whole bunch of stuff, but it's just so cool hearing like all those male voices, really low male voices doing all of that like Ugh. musical stuff as like the, in, yeah. as like the, the, uh, interludes in between what she's saying. It's just right. so fucking insane. And, and, um, and then the ending of the song, that's what it was. Like you're hearing like the actual beat and then it just like merges somehow like naturally into sounding like just you're underwater in this fucking submarine like yeah. somehow like the 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 uh the way the track works like it feels like the normal beat is happening and then it just like melds into turning into the the underwater submarine boop, boop, and it was just like what the fuck how did you do that like you legit had to rewind just be like wait what did you do to bring us here <laughs> like oh man well that about does it for this week's episode of going off Big, big thanks to everyone for checking us out, spending your time with us, and for those who requested the albums that we reviewed on today's show. If there's an album that you would like to hear us talk about, head on over to our Kofi. It is ko-fi.com slash going off. We are slowly catching up, yeah. folks. As you may have noticed, or as you might notice if you're thinking about going over to the page right now, that the price is a little steep. And it didn't always it didn't always used to be like that. <laughs> but thing is, uh, we got a lot of requests after a while, and we weren't able to catch up, so the queue got a little inflated. So right. we decided to increase the increase the price a little bit to uh, you know to, to meet demand. <laughs> yeah, demand is skyrocketing. You all saw it. <laughs> and we've done that, and we're and we've uh, we've played a good bit of catch up, so it's a good bit more in line. So who knows. Maybe very soon you might see the price get down to a little bit more of a manageable price. We'll see. We'll see what we end up doing there. We just got out of our little huddle there. Um, and we're going to be tweeting at y'all um, our plan going forward. But I think we've got it figured out. 
and I think y'all are gonna like it. <laughs> but until then, um, the price is gonna be um, at the 120 going forward, um, and at least for a few more months. But we will keep you up to date on that. But with all that said, thank you very much, and until next time for going off. I'm Muse, and I'm the rap critic, and. It's hard to dance with the devil on your back. Just shake it off. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs>